What's up, you beauties? Welcome to High and Wide Radio, episode two of season six. I'm your host, Jim Eichelberg, joined by Jack Smith. Travis Ballinghoff has the night off. If you're watching us live on YouTube, make sure you are subscribed and set an alert for future shows. And if you're listening as a podcast, please make sure you're listening and subscribed on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to get notifications for future episodes the minute we upload them. And I'm just going to... Jack, you know who I feel like? I feel like the wedding singer already. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just like somebody, you know what I mean? So, Look, uh, if there's anything good that happened from the other night, you see this card right here? This Young Guns. That's Tice Thompson, baby. He scored Look, a goal for you, I'll, didn't he? I'll give you the email. I'll give you the Patreon. We'll have a raffle. You can win it. Entry fees at least hundred dollars. Okay, now's the time. Bye. I love it. If anything good came from the weekend, it was that. Jack's <laughs> young gun card got pumped up. Let's go, baby. He's gonna be better than his brother. Um. So before the show, Jack. Uh, Jack just moved into a new house. So everybody, congratulate Jack. It's a very exciting time. Uh, opening up a bunch of memorabilia. I guess uh, you had kind of packed away for for a bit there, Jack, until you made the move. Some very cool stuff that we're we're looking at. We're going to try to save some for later on in the episode. But we're going to get to the crappy stuff first, I think. Right, Jack? Like, Let's get it camp, out of the way. Camp started. <laughs> we're not going to be talking about my personal life either. We're going to talk about the Flyers. <laughs> it's been, a, it's been um, a week. So, obviously, camp got underway last week. Um, they start with the bag skate day, which is tradition for John Tortorella's training camps. And the next four days, the Flyers proceed to scrimmage. And I guess that's a good thing. Uh, I don't know. Unless you open up a preseason game against the New Jersey Devils and proceed to get trounced 6 nothing. I was not able to watch any of the game last night. Jack, were you, you said you were able to catch maybe a period or so. I was in and out. I do have okay. notes. Watched the majority of the first period, which was a lot of the shellacking. Uh, some of the second, and came back for a little bit of the third. Um, you know, I, I caught bits and pieces. And from what I understood, I didn't miss much because it was pretty much shit across the board. Yeah. Um, and so I guess so. I, it's preseason. Having said that, I still would have liked to have watched the game and kind of seen who did what but judging by what's been put out there is there hasn't been much there wasn't much to build on from last night's game and um i see i saw a tweet from bill Meltzer, i think and he's blaming it on the camp you know he says what do you expect after four straight days of only scrimmaging in camp opening up with the bag skate you know, the other, I don't know what the Devils are doing during camp, but maybe it hasn't been as much. Number one, the Devils are the more skilled team. Now, sure. uh, did the Devils do like a split squad thing last night? Because I saw they were playing Montreal too. Is that something that's always happened? Because I, I don't really remember that being a thing. Well, I remember the Islanders definitely did. I know the Flyers did it and the Islanders would do it. I think at one time the Islanders and the Flyers played each other in two different split squad okay. games. So I got to assume that most teams do that. And when, you know, obviously there definitely weren't certain names there. So that, that's what I got to assume. Okay. Um, so I, I'm not sure 
I mean, I could look at the box score. I'll be honest with you guys. I haven't even had the opportunity to do that. Uh, so I'm not sure who the Devils had iced against the Flyers. Um, hang on a well, second. I know they had Tice Thompson, that's for sure. <laughs> and so I'm looking at goal scorers here. It looks like Jesper Bratt, three assists. Uh, Andre Palat, goal. Eric Halla, goal. Tice Thompson, goal. Uh, huh. Your boy, Alex Holtz, goal. Timo Meyer dressed. Uh, Nico Hichier. I thought he had at least an assist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm not seeing Jack Hughes on there. I'm not sure if he played or not, but that's – uh, I don't think I heard of their goalie before. Okay. Well, they, although they do – they only they may have only swapped them. Okay, yeah. It looks like uh, Vanacek who – Definitely a Vanacek, but I feel like else, right? Yeah, Callgren. Call I want to say he was maybe with the Leafs. Let me go ahead and check there. He played 24 games with the Leafs over the last two seasons. Nothing really to remember. That's probably why you don't, we don't know who he is. Hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I guess uh, – do the Devils have another goal? No, they traded or, or they let – Yes, Black they play. have – He went. remember he went our auction and we were all like, what the hell? Ah, uh, Kira Schmid. There you go. That's it. Right, right. Dom got him and he had to go take a Schmid afterwards. <laughs> well, he missed <laughs> a lot of money. It was like, look, I'm not against the guy, but it was like, whoa. Yeah, he was like, that's my, I got to go take a Schmied, uh bid. Oh, he wanted to get out of the auction. I was like, I got Markstrom for less than what he paid for him. Like, <laughs> yeah. It was a good draft. I had a good time there in that one. I got some. I got a lot of value there, baby. I got Johnny Hockey back. I didn't see that coming. Did you really? Only $30. Get the hell out of here. Yeah, I got. That's a steal. What's, I got Huberto. Like, it was like unbelievable. I was like, this is, everybody gave up on these players. Like, I'm like, you, you look for bounce back guys. You'll get a deal and a half. I uh, I was thinking back to last fantasy draft or, or last auction, and I only got – this is how bad it was because I remember specifically I only got Shane Gossespierre and Alex Georgiev. And Goalies this up. year I had could focus all my energy on the draft and the, the, the free agency, and I thought I did a lot better. So, you know, note to self. Who would you get, Jim? I'm curious. You want to save it for the end or you want to talk about it now? Oh, man, let me see. Uh, so the guys off the top of my head, I ended up getting Brandon Hagel, who honestly I didn't really want. I think whoever I was bidding against stopped bidding, <laughs> and I, I just ended up with them. Uh, I tried to I tried to go heavy on centers. So I got guys like Kadri, Hurdle, uh, Shen. Uh, there's one more who I can't really remember. Um, but yeah, I tried to stock up on centers. Uh, I got... Uh, who's the Sandine? What's his first name? Rasmus Sandine for Washington. So, oh, I was bidding for him. Okay, he's a sneaky one because he's young too. When you look at it, you're like, all right, cool. Like you spent a lot of money on Rasmus Sandine, but 15 points in 19 games last year with Washington. So yeah. I think Carlson may have missed some time, and he's back. But you know, potentially they, got, they moved on from Orlov though. So there's there's opportunity there. Good point. Great point. Um, so yeah, then maybe there's some fantasy talk we'll we'll touch on. Um, hey, we got some some guys checking in here. We have buddy Dan Knightley. You got Josie for twenty four bucks. Josie for twenty four. Use dog Forsberg for a buck. Is that real? Leap of Forsberg in a lot of drafts, even like redrafts, no auction. For some reason, people pass on him. He goes a little late. I'm telling you, if you can get him, if we do our league again this year, grab him. That's if he's insane. healthy, he's going to put up points. He gets hurt, he goes on your IR, pick up somebody else. Wow. That's insane, a dollar. 
Um, Dollar's ridiculous, but I did see he was going later in draft. So uh, the both those Yossi is even more impressive than me. He's like the third best defenseman in the league, maybe the second. Yeah, twenty four bucks made out pretty good. I, I'm curious how much money that league gets to spend on free agency. Uh, hopefully, he's only twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> Slaypool checking in once again. Hey guys, hey Slaypool, thanks for hanging out, man. Yeah, we can always okay. count on you to be in here, even when we change the day, even when we change the time. Appreciate you checking in. Um, all right, so. You know, I don't really want to talk too much about the six nothing drubbing because there's no there's no positives. It's the first preseason game. Flyers were out of gas. I guess a positive would be that Sean Couturier played and you know didn't get injured. He got the one yeah. game under his belt, and there's something to of. build on. Yeah, right. Um, Cam Atkinson was I think scratched uh, right before the game, so yeah. I think they said general soreness, but um, you know, hopefully nothing serious there. Hopefully they're kind of working him back in slowly. Um, Wade Allison got the play. And, uh, yeah, not a great showing from Peterson, but if the Flyers defense is going to look like they did last night, it's going to be a long season for the goalies. And and I didn't watch, so I don't want to comment too much there, but, um, here you go, Jack, Dan Knightley, $600 cap, 10 team league. Was it a startup? Uh, Dan, I'm curious to, to know. I need to see the roster because, um, if it's, keeper league or if it's a one-year league because there are one-year auction leagues um it depends on the size of the roster but like 24 for yossi that's gold yeah out of 600 bucks i come on 100 if it was a redraft league especially absolutely but Um, then again it depends on how big their rosters are too but 10 team that's not a lot of teams so no yeah that's a lot of money to spend that's why i'm like all right that's got to be startup there's no way that's the uh free agent money right yeah, you figure all the yeah, it could be. That's a lot. Whew. That's yeah. interesting. But um, I I'll, look. I'll tell you the positives from the game. All right, I think a mm-hmm. um, couple of guys you don't expect to see this year had some late opportunities. Matt Brown had an opportunity pretty late, came pretty close. No, no goal. Uh, Tumalo was okay. Again, I noticed these guys when I tuned back in at the third period, and I think I feel like Farabee was around he was buzzing at times but like ultimately nobody scored um i am putting this on the camp like they they i don't think they're the talent wise they're that bad although peterson was definitely not in position for every goal he misread some plays there were times where he he wasn't scored on where like you heard man peterson misreads or mishandles the puck like i heard that like several times and Mm. i was just like what is he doing back there um which look, he was a cap dump, so I'm not really looking forward to him to do anything. There was one, there was a couple of plays. Frost did not look good in any facet of the game. Uh, he pretty much he tried to get Allison hurt on a pass that uh, Allison like had to take the hit. And you're like, well, that's the last guy you want to see taking a hit right now. Um, and yeah, mo- much of the defense did not look good at all. I don't think Bonk upset me at any too much, but. Granz and Andre, you you would have hoped for a little bit more, but these guys are super young, and if they're getting killed in like these bag skates and these like back to back scrimmages, and what was it like three and four days, they were full on scrimmages and whatnot, like you know, and then you have a game, like what do we really expect here? So I, I'm all, I'm not really not I'm not worried or anything. I mean, they're not supposed to do that well uh, this year anyway. But when it comes to the young guys, I hope they at least attempt to hold their own. Uh, it was just collectively a tired and bad effort. So it is what it is. And I'm going to forget about it as fast as possible and move on. Yeah, I think that's – you hit the nail on the head pretty much. 
one preseason game. Uh, Flyers made some cuts today, a day after the game. So these players didn't even make it to the second preseason game. And that's probably a good thing. You know, they're, they're getting down to the, uh, I'll just say it, nitty gritty. <laughs> I was trying not to, but. It's um, like you paused. I was like, well, this would be perfect. <laughs> I mean, I love those guys. It just wasn't going to promote. Um, anyways. Yeah, no. So yeah. the Flyers have released uh, a couple uh, camp invites in Jonathan Fochan, Fauchin, and Dr. defenseman. Fauchin. Yeah, and Sam Sedley. Uh, two camp invites. And. Forward Denver Barkey and defenseman Oliver Bonk have been sent back to London of the Ontario Hockey League. They're both on the same team, so it would be cool to watch those two play this year. Uh, and one more. Oh, Carter Southern. This year's, I think he was a fifth-round pick, was sent back to Portland of the Western Hockey League. So a lot of young guys were let go and sent back to their WHL and OHL teams. So nothing too surprising, you know, but it is five guys off the roster. Um, they're at 52 players now, and I would expect we see some more cuts by Friday. It, it To me, it, I heard John Tortorella talk. It must have been last week because the last bunch of days are, I haven't watched much of anything. But um, it sounded like things were more down to business quicker this uh, preseason compared to last where there's not as many players in camp. He knows what he's looking for. He knows who he knows who he's looking for and he wants to get things going quicker. You know, whereas last year, I think they had enough to scrimmage with four teams this year. It only started with three teams. So uh, I think we're going to see things move a little quicker this preseason than we did last where, you know, they have an actual roster, playing by maybe the third or fourth preseason game, something like that. Um, all right. So, and, you know, any thoughts on any of those guys that, that were recently cut, Jack? No surprises really, right? I mean, when you have that bad of a first game, no matter what, and you have camp invitees that you never heard of, you know they're probably going to be released. As far as the players, most of them were drafted this year. Um, Southern and Barkey obviously were. What was the other player? I can't. Some of my. Uh, it was Bonk, the first round pick from this year. Oh, Bonk, I mean, that's this year. Although I'm a little, he didn't strike me as somebody who needed to be sent back. But you know what? It's December what 26th. It's a. Uh, it's going to become a numbers game pretty quick. So it is what it is. I think, and I could be mistaken. I think their season, if not their preseason, definitely started. If it's not their preseason, it's their regular season. So th that stuff's already going down up there in, in the old Canada in, in London, Ontario. So maybe they wanted to get them to, you know, they got their taste. They got one game of preseason NHL action. They're not going to make, be making the team anyways, go send them back to where they kind of belong. Um, yeah. uh, so in other news, uh, the Flyers signed a goalie. They signed their 2023 second round pick Carson Bjarnason to a three year ELC. This kid just turned 18 the day after the draft, Jack. Uh, thoughts on him signing his ELC already? Uh, well, you, look, you know they liked him. They uh, traded up for him immediately. They're huge fans of him. He was probably their highest-rated goalie in the entire draft. They did not have a second-round pick. They made themselves have the second-round pick to draft this kid. Um, they like what they see, and that's fine with me. You you know, do what you got to do. It's goalie. I feel like. Yeah, you might have to pay them more money earlier when you kick their ELC, but they got such a long road. 
They just wanted to commit to the guy, and I have not, I'm not against that at all. Do you see the picture of him and Danny Rear of him signing? Uh, no, I don't think I did. This kid looks like he's straight from the Disney Channel. <laughs> Good looking kid, but Jesus, does he look young? Um, but yeah, I mean, ultimately, I'm all for it. What I, do what you got to do? He's your. This is Danny's first draft. Yeah. You know, I mean, you want to sign him to an ELC? He's a goalie. You made sure you got him. Be my guest. I love that. He's just a, he. So far, what I've seen from Danny Briere, he's an aggressive GM. That's exactly what this team needs. I want to see more of it. That's a great point. And uh, so Bjarnason, I forget if we talked about him on on our show. If uh, just a quick plug for a Dobber Prospect show, I forget if we were if I talked about him on there. But this was no reach by the Flyers. This was we got to get this guy with our second round pick because he's good. He was the top rated North American goalie. He is Canadian, so I want to say that he's not he's not from the states, but top rated North American goalie this year and. Uh, Flyers took him with their second round pick. So this is not a, this is a guy that we should, uh, a kid that we should know, you know, remember his name because he could have a similar tra- trajectory as Carter Hart. He's going to play uh, with the Brandon Wheat Kings this year in the WHL. Um, improved last season on, uh, upon his rookie season in 2021, 2022, uh, even though he only had a 3.08. Uh, goals against average and 900 save percentage. We're looking for him to improve on those numbers this year. Um, as I mentioned, he just turned 18 on June 30th. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. So the Flyers, as much as we're going to be watching there, how the defense core is going to shake out, I think we should be paying attention to how the goalies kind of shake out. Because all summer long, we were expecting something to happen uh, potentially with uh, – Number 79, nothing ever came out. So as far as we know, he's the starting goalie for the Philadelphia Flyers. Flyers signed Sam Erson to a two-year extension over the offseason. So he's playing this year, and then he gets a two-year extension after this year. So essentially he's here for the next three. Sandstrom, I don't think anyone's really depending on him to be here after this year uh, or even after – let's see what happens during camp. And then Peterson, who – was destroyed last night and the flyers could bury that salary in the AHL for the next two years. It'll be interesting to see how things start to shake out. They got Kolosov over in Russia. Uh, they drafted another guy as a Graven um, in, in the third round, I think back-to-back picks this year in 2023. So let's see how the uh, runway kind of opens up for Bjarnason here in the next uh, couple years. I, I would assume he'll play with the weak Kings for at least the next two years. Be 20 years old by the time he sees the Phantoms, and uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, well said. Oh, we got a comment from TF checking in. TF, thanks once again for hanging out. Kolosov has been hot and cold so far this season. One shutout in six games, but a few games he looked like doo doo. And I, I believe that shutout was game one. So, all right, something to keep an eye on because people were. Super high on the Kolosov uh, train before the season started. And after the shutout, things kind of shot up. So Naturally. Yeah, one to keep an eye on there. Yeah, one, one game, right? And everyone starts going, oh, Stanley Cup. But uh, yeah. yeah, slay pool. The Flyers are a goalie factory. Jack, did you ever think that we'd be saying that in our lifetime about the Flyers? Oh, my God, no. I think we'd be paying rent to a goalie factory for anything. Yeah. It's the way to go. If there's one position in hockey, like you know, the Eagles talked about doing this with 
quarterbacks at a time. You know, there's one position to do this with for your own sake, and then you have one of the hottest commodities to trade, even if they're not going to amount to anything based on prospect uh, status or potential status. This goaltending, like it's so hard to find. And even when you think you find somebody, sometimes things just happen. Like look at Spencer Knight. Like he was the hottest goaltending prospect has to take like a year off for whatever reason. Like it's, it's the perfect position to have an excess of talent at. Um, so I'm all for it. Do I ever think I would thought I would say that God no, but there's a lot of things in the last eight to 10 years that have happened. that I never thought I would say with this team. <laughs> you want to start naming them while we're on here? Cause it's been a crazy 10 years. Flyers fans are going to have to learn to live with it or learn to change or whatever that idiot said. Man, I forgot that we were that far down. Yeah, we were we were doing bad for a while. I love when an outsider comes in and says that. Yeah. Fucking idiot. Sorry. No, no. It's all good. Uh, TF, when do we bring Robert Esch back as a goalie coach? And wasn't he rumored to be uh, – Was it GM or was it like – I a- think, yeah. I can't remember. I think his hat was in the ring for for G, a GM spot, or at least whatever they end up doing with well, they, whatever they ended up doing with uh, Patrick Sharp and John Leclair yeah. type so, thing. Uh, for me, it's like does the bringing back former Flyers at a time when the team was good sound good? Of course. Do I have any idea if he knows what he's doing? No, I have no idea. So in theory, it sounds good. Um, I guess had everybody you can. He was a former goalie, so why not? But um, ultimately, I don't know. Yeah, uh, he was a very good goalie. He was just the best of a bad bunch. I mean, I'd still put Czech Monica ahead of him, but he got the Flyers to helped get the Flyers to Game Seven against a very, very good Tampa Bay team. So, take that for what you will, I guess. Cranium Carum. We got Boucher. Yeah, yeah, you know what? Why don't we talk about that? You mentioned Boucher. Completely forgot to put this in our topic list, but. Flyers have now long been rumored, I think at least for the last two weeks, to be in on, or at least they were in on uh, this Pinto kid. Yeah, and now oh, it's kind of sorry, sorry, well, well, no, no, you're okay. Now it's kind of shifted to, you know, the main reason, the main thing the Sens want to do is move Matthew Joseph, and the Flyers are in a position where they could take on a Matthew Joseph. However, I believe he's signed for the next four years at just over two million dollars. Um, so four years sucks. And, you know, Is while it, four, I thought it was three, it could be three. I could double check. It's uh, still long, like three, right. like Mishkov will be coming over when he's done. <laughs> you know, I think you're, I think you are right about that because I, I remember thinking the same thing. Uh, yep. You're correct. Three years at 2.95. So almost three, just basically $3 million a season. Yeah. Uh, 26 years old, you know, came over from the lightning I think he was a trade deadline trade and the senators ended up re-signing him. And I guess now they regret it. That is a lot of money for a Matthew Joseph who I don't, I don't dislike Matthew Joseph, but I guess at three million, I guess at 2.95 million when you're trying to build a Stanley cup contending team kind of sucks. For chicken and chicken last year. Yeah, you know, they got these young guys, Sanderson. He's coming up. Like these are guys that are going to probably have to jump the gun and pay early because they're young. Mm-hmm. So having guys, there is value in a guy like Matthew Joseph. But there's certain players in this league. Once you they you pay them past a certain threshold, 
it's kind of hard to accept their value, especially if it was a capitalist league. It's no problem, but it's not. And it, it actually hockey is the worst cap situation in all of sports. So it's very, you have to be very careful. Um, I understood them bringing him on. He was very good on a third and fourth line for Tampa that was losing a lot of their good third and fourth line players when yeah. they excelled and went elsewhere. Uh, but ultimately you've seen like how many of those guys who've went elsewhere, have gone on to have like great success. Like uh, I think Goudreau wound up in, uh, was it Freddie Goudreau or something? He went to. Uh, yeah, I know who you mean. Good. His name is spelled like Goudreau. Uh, Barkley yeah. Goudreau. Barkley. In- I'm sorry, Barkley. Yeah, he, he's been okay at best. I get I, somebody else went out West. Like mm-hmm. it's been okay. It, it's that Stanley cup hangover. Like these guys get, start getting paid simply because they went far into the playoffs or they, they won the Stanley cup and they were role players and they get paid more than role players. And then you start to see that, yeah, they're okay, but they're not necessarily what you need to build your team around. These are additional pieces you add on. So, Acquiring a guy like Joseph at the deadline, much like a Shane Goss, bearing some respects, is great. Signing them for big money with term can be an issue. And this is, there's no, how long do you think they signed this guy for? Five years? No, they probably signed him for four years or three years and they're already looking to get rid of him. So you have to be careful with that. Um, the only thing that I'm, it, it, Pinto, it sounds like they really want to keep. And this is why they need to get rid of this money. So I don't think Pinto's getting traded unless they're really in a tough spot. Even then, he might just sit out for a bit. Um, however, the rumor was Tyler Boucher. I think it's Tyler Boucher, right? Correct. Yeah, son of uh, Brian Boucher. I actually forgot where he was drafted, thinking like, oh, well, you know, if they want to give us a prospect to take on three years or three mil, even with our current cap situation, can we do that? And I looked. He was like the 10th overall pick in 2021, was it? Uh, hang on. I have him right here. I mean, that's high draft capital, regardless of what he's been doing in juniors or wherever he is. 10th overall, like, uh, all day I'll take a prospect of that nature. Not to mention the connection to Brian Boucher. But why can't I find this kid? I, we were talking about it earlier and I remember being, being surprised. Very surprised. Yeah, you're correct. 20 years old, man. You're on fire tonight. 10th overall pick in 2021. 20 years old. 6'2", 205, right wing. I mean, another right another right shot. Uh, but, you know, that's okay. Just keep loading up. If you're going to give me a 10th overall pick to take on a, a contract like that mm-hmm. uh, all day. And in my opinion, Joseph is a player that the Flyers can still do. They can – not that they need him. Like the Ottawa Senators don't have it. They don't have any need for a Matthew Joseph. Whereas the Flyers right now, yeah, this is an NHL player that we can plug into our lineup. You know what I mean? This is a guy that can hold over a spot. Well, you know what it is? It's, I think if they're a playoff team, they could use a player like that, but they can't use a player like that at that, that term. Mm-hmm. They have too many other actual needs and they didn't make the playoffs. So they need to worry about getting in first. And once they're there, then they can acquire a guy like that on an expiring deal or a very short term deal at the deadline. They, they just made a mistake signing him for more than two years, really uh, even one. If you really think about it, uh, TF makes a good point. He, and I did hear this at the time. Um, he was projected to go much later than where he went. They went way off the board to pick him. Uh, it's he's saying back half of the second round, let's just round down, say third round pick. 
I mean, a prospect of that nature to just take on cap, I'm not against that either. And then you got the whole Boucher thing. The, at the end of the day, this is the kind of moves the Flyers should be making. You're you're taking on you're utilizing your cap space to acquire assets. I'm not against that at all. So like no. whether wherever you think he is or whatnot, he's a pretty decent prospect regardless of where he was taken or where he should have been taken to take on another guy where if things go right at some point you can probably move probably not with two more years on his deal but um you know you never know so like I, i'm for that as long as they can find a way to fit him in they need to move more guys off the roster we'll just see how this year goes let's give danny Bri danny briere a full year but um add as many prospects as you can that's, there it is. I mean, uh, I like that he's actually trying to find ways and is not giving in. He's like, hey, we'll take all Matthew Joseph, but we need a first-round pick or we need a top prospect. You know, it's not like, oh, yeah, we'll take on Joseph. Oh, yeah, didn't, the they, didn't they do that the one year? They they uh, Actually, it was last, off, it was last season, it right, was, when the Kings right? were like, oh, we can't do this deal unless – Oh uh, uh, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. It was for um, um, Brendan Lemieux ended up being Brendan the guy. Lemieux I forget and, the actual yeah, trade. The GM, the GM of LA, is telling Fletcher like, "Oh, but well, I have to. I can't do this trade yeah. of Lemieux." And instead of like trying to get more assets out of him, he's like, "Oh, we'll just we'll take him." It's yeah, like, that's awfully nice of you, but like, could you take maybe get something? Hey, we'll give, throw us a six round pick or in two years from now. I don't care. Just get more. Like, it's just, I don't care if it, the, the odds of that player turning into anything are below like a, a percentage, but like, just do it. It's what you're supposed to do. Like, and he just, the fact that he's like, I'll do you a favor because my job's secure. Like, <laughs> like, I just blows my mind the way he, he, you know, fought the game. But yeah, that's essentially it. He's like, yeah, I'll help you out for free. Right. <laughs> Yeah, like the Flyers don't have any second round picks, but we'll take on Brendan Lemieux for, for free. Right. It's um, like never do that. Like nobody helped him out for free. Remember, he's trying to get JVR at the last second so he wouldn't be a laughing stock. And the Eisenman tried, but ultimately couldn't help. Yeah, you don't want to be that guy. Don't be that guy. There's a reason that's an expression. Don't be uh, that guy. I'm sure Chuck Fletcher is a nice guy, but oh my God. Most most that guys are nice guys. <laughs> they just gets taken advantage of mostly sitting at home. It's true, man. It's uh, you got to be a little ruthless sometimes. You got to do what's best you for your team. Absolutely, have to be ruthless. Are you kidding me? These guys, how much money these guys make? Think you do that being a nice guy? Come on, dude. You're 100 percent right. I totally agree. Uh, Either you're a drafting guru or you're an asshole. Right. Yeah, it's it's totally true. Uh, it, it, you, I mean, you want a good human being, but you want the guy with the killer instinct. Look, you man, know, let me break this down for you real quick. For, for years, growing up, watching the Flyers since like 94, all right? I always I always felt the Flyers with that team, like they'll, they'll be dirty when they need to be, like they'll fight and they'll, they'll get bloody, you know, but they'll play the game ultimately the right way. And I was I was younger, and I got, as I got older, I'm like, oh, here come the Penguins. And you got Gary Bettman just giving them everything under the sun. Crosby's the, the biggest scumbag on the earth with his – asshole tactics and what you know that nature but we're gonna win we do it the right way we don't need to tank for eight years to get all the top talent in the league and be you know have a lockout season to be handed the first overall pick because gary bettman's our biggest fan and we don't want to go to kansas city and all that bs you know ultimately karma will win and all that well the penguins won three cups the flyers lost in the cup so karma can go out the effing window i don't give a shit all right you do you be cutthroat you do whatever you got to do to win because Real life 
is nothing like it is in the movies. <laughs> you probably should have said that the other way around. But like it, it is unbelievable. You do whatever you got to do to win because there's no such thing as karma. There's probably no such thing as God. So just, so just, <laughs> just do whatever you got to do to win. I've seen it. I've been absolutely blasted by our division with the shit they've done, especially the Penguins, the, the Capitals. Like seriously, like just do whatever you got to do to win. I don't care anymore. Just win. I'm getting old. T- Jimmy, and f- by the time Mishkov comes here, I'm going to be close to 40. Just f- freaking win. Yeah, it's pretty wild to think, man. 40 years old, Flyers haven't won anything. I mean, they've no. been to the Stanley Cup how many times while we've been around? Three times? Two times? The Blackhawks, I mean, Red Wings. Born, they had just lost in game seven to the Cup, to, to uh, Gretzky's uh, Oilers. You know, since then, since then – what they run into every dynasty under the sun, uh, Chicago, Detroit, like before that, the Oilers, before that, the Islanders who won four in a row, before that, the Montreal Canadiens who won four in a row, three in a row. Like, Jesus Christ, like, can we get a freaking break here? Can we ever play like San Jose or some random team in the finals? No, the Tampa Bay Rays, right? Yeah, where's that when you need it? Exactly, yeah. Uh, and, and I wouldn't give two shits. You know, I'd be like, yeah, it's Stanley Cup's a Stanley Cup. I don't care who we had to beat. Um, yeah. Do anything to see it. Trample over whoever you have to to get there. Do not care anymore. TF, uh, fucking stab a guy if you have to. It's I'm sitting, I feel like I'm sitting uh, Indian style <laughs> on the top of a stage right now. Titan Tron behind me. <laughs> Slave pool. Jack just dropped the pipe bomb. That was good, Jack. It's true, though. I don't know where it came from. I'm sorry. It's a random Flyers preseason game. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> hey, nice guys finish finish last. You could be a good human and still be a little ruthless. Like Danny Briere on the ice, you knew he was he's a good guy, but he was a killer. Right? And oh, that's yeah, what you absolutely. need. That's what you need. You know what a Danny Hattrick, uh yeah, Danny Hattrick. You always hear Gordy Howe Hattrick. You know what a Danny Briere Hattrick is? Mm. You get into a fight. And you score a fucking hat trick. <laughs> literally, it's, it's happened. That's a Danny Breer hat trick. He's a right, killer. Man. Remember him effing with goalies, man. Like some goalie slashed him. He falls down. The whole play goes the other end of the ice. He's skating by. He looks both ways. And he just pushes the goalie in the back of his helmet. The goalie didn't know. He fell face first into the ice. And Danny just took off. Now, <laughs> that's the kind of guy I want running my team. I don't care. If right, he's a guy with a set of balls. Big balls Breer. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, we have T-shirts available if you guys want <laughs> yeah, them. That's true. Shoot, shoot one of us a DM, and uh, we'll get you a Big Balls Briere T-shirt. They're, they're yeah. actually really nice, nice and soft, comfortable. The uh, good graphics won't come off in the wash or anything. Good quality T-shirts. They sell. So, uh, yeah. All right. Well, we can kind of move on a little bit here. Uh, was there anything else as far as news? Flyers related. I think they play in. They play the Islanders tomorrow night. Is it, didn't Gritty get like Gritty's corner or something in the stadium? Oh, I saw something about Gritty's uh, chaos. Did you read it at all, or did it not? Did it come out yet? Uh, I can't. Rem- I don't remember. It's just like a section where I think they can sit or something. And I somebody. I don't. I apologize in advance. I don't know who wrote this, but I kind of laughed. It was like I'm glad they have that. So it can distract the non-Flyers fans and the real Flyers fans can focus on the game or something like that. Mm. And I was kind of like, I feel like ever since, and I like Gritty, but ever since his like birth, um, it's been pretty rough. And it's, it's like every time I see him, I associate him with, with what I call the failed error. 
of uh, Flyers hockey. It's unfortunate, but Hextall, it was Hextall. It was him, Gritty, and you know, it was like the Vorchex. Like the, they're all in a, a jumble to me. So I don't give a rat's ass about Gritty until this team starts winning. So do whatever you want with the guy. Make the kids happy. Whatever. Do not. I saw that. I rolled my eyes and said, whatever. Yeah. I kind of did the same thing. And it's funny because I was thinking the other day, like, oh, man, the Flyers are changing the ice logo. Uh, They're starting to do things the right way, bringing things back to the, you know, giving the team back to the fans kind of thing. Or so it seems. Haven't seen much of Gritty on on, uh, Twitter or whatever it's called now. It seems like they're kind of toning him down a little bit. And now he's got his own corner in the uh, Wells Fargo X. Yeah, (laughs) I I like that, Jack. Um, TF likes the big balls, Briere. We got T-shirts. yeah, so uh, I'll, I'll provide a link on, on Twitter. You guys can check it out, or I'll drop it in the YouTube comments. Um, so, yeah, we're about 36 minutes in. What else, Shaq? This was uh, – I apologize. I apologize to the, the viewers. Uh, I didn't do much preparing for this show as I've done in the past. As I, you may, may, may or may not have seen, I have some stuff going on. Oh, uh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you, where do you think uh, Torts takes the team from here? Do you think in his mind it's very much, yeah, I don't give a shit. I'm going to do things my way, and we're going to go right back to bag skating and this, that, and the other thing. Uh, do you think he's hard on those who play poorly, or do you? Th- what do you think? Uh, so I think for Tortorella, it would be the sign of a good coach to realize, okay, these guys don't have legs. Um so what does that mean? Does it mean that they're not prepared physically or they, or does he need to give them a little bit of a break? I think he's smart enough to realize he's not going to see their best in preseason games. If he keeps kind of running them into the ground every day and they won't have a good, I mean, they need the conditioning. Don't get me wrong because they were in it almost every single game last year because of the, their conditioning. But, uh, I think Tortorella is a smart man. I, I hope that he is smart enough to realize he will need to make some adjustments. I don't think it's coincidence that all the two te- the 2023 players were uh, sent down or the two camp invites were released. He's not wasting time. Preseason game one, it's been, camp's been around for what, just about a week, uh, maybe a little bit less than a week. You know, these guys are gone. They're not going to be taking up spots anymore. He needs to see more from other guys. So, I, I think he's a smart guy in short, and I, I think he's smart enough to adjust. But uh, he said earlier in camp he, he wants to see as many of these guys in game action as possible. So uh, I guess there, it remains to be seen. How about you? What do you think? Part of me feels he's got that, like, this is a bad ex- comparison, but like that Mike Babcock, like whatever <laughs> I do is right kind of thing. I'm not sorry. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sorry. Like, you know, cause he's been so successful in the past. I think, I, I think he'll like, would say that too, like if anybody asked him, but I do think he'll pull it back a little bit, but not too much. I think he's like, yeah, this is what it is. I didn't choose to have to play a preseason game this early in camp or camp should have started earlier. Mm-hmm. Something like that. I think he's got, he's got a plan. He's going to stick to that plan. He might find himself pulling back a little bit, but not too much. And um, I guess we'll see what's going on with some of the other guys who are injured. But um, at the end of the day, like, do we really care if they win or not? I think we're all in the let's have them lose. No, not six, nothing. Right. But, um, and it's it'd be stupid of me to be like, oh, we have this guy making a team and that guy making a team. And they all look bad. 
I'm not, we're not doing that. We're not judging that kind of stuff. I'm going to keep an eye on everything, but it does. If this continues and he does not pull back, uh, it does lead me to believe that the veterans will be the ones to start the season at least. And the other guys will make their ways up because Forrester's another Was I wrong? Did he take a pretty big hit too? He flew into the boards or something. I thought somebody that's part of the game. I missed, but I thought I read something on Twitter where he was slow getting up at some point. Mm. And uh, he's just been unable to finish and everything. Every, every game situation I've seen him in um, only two, but still like it's the 26th of September was the season start second week of October. Like you're going to run out of time fast. So I, I, if he's going to make the team and I don't think it's his to like position to lose or anything, um, we're going to have to see something. So this next game is going to be very interesting. Uh, it's definitely possible still because nobody played well. So <laughs> I guess everything's up for grabs. But um, it's, I'm really curious now what this uh, final roster is going to look like. Um, if this they don't pull it together quick, it's going to be really interesting to see what uh, Tortorella decides to carry into the season. So here's something, Jack. And I, I'm going to kind of piggyback off your Forrester point a little bit. Uh, you and I, when we did, when we tried to project the forward rosters, I don't think you and I had Forrester on the opening night roster. And, you know, I wasn't making a big deal about the rookie camp or the rookie series showing from Forrester, but you know, you were kind of like, eh, what's up with that? Right. And if this kind of carries over into uh, preseason and, you know, extends into, you know, deep in the camp, uh, maybe our, not that we want to be right here, but maybe our roster prediction ends up becoming true. Right. We didn't have four. I know for sure that I didn't have Forrester, on the opening night roster. I'm pretty sure that you didn't either. Was that correct? That is correct. I, I don't think I had any like rookies making the team or considered rookies or whatever you want to call them. And a lot of it's because what we know in the past, when teams spend money, they typically want to start those players and go from there. Cause mm-hmm. then it's a good problem to have. Uh, makes yourself look good in the sense that, well, this guy started the season and whatever we saw Joel Farabee have a great camp. And still, because of a numbers game, not making the team. Now, a lot of that might have had to do with them go playing in, like, I forget what country they went to, Prussia or something. I forget. I forget where they played that season. But I think some of it had to do with that. But he did more than enough to make the team and still had to wait. Um, so if that can happen in that scenario, and Chris Stewart makes the team over you, uh, <laughs> I, I could see easily with this team something like that happening. You were going to rely on your vets, at least to start the season. You, want, you don't want to start the season with chaos. Something mm-hmm. like the last game. You want to start the season with some kind of stability. Yeah. You want to, you know. So I can, de- it can easily see them doing that for that factor, for the money factor. Uh, I think a lot of people were high on Forrester making the team, but at the end of the day, when that rookie game, they set him up a lot. They gave him opportunity after he was like their Ovechkin the way he set them up, or they set him up, and he he was there. He ripped it. He did what he could, but um reviewing that game, what I thought was a really good save ended up being, he shot it right in the guy's like bread basket. Like it's not like the goalie made that good of a save. He really never had a shot. And then later in the game, he had an opportunity right in front and he went short side instead of glove side, which was a lot more room to shoot at. And he missed the net entirely. So it's like, well, if I'm a coach watching that, if you make a good uh, good play and a good shot and a goalie just flat out makes a save. You got to tip your hat to the goalie. I can at least recognize that you're doing the right thing in the right position. Positionally, he seems okay. But as far as shot selection and timing, it's there's something left to be desired. So is, am I going to 
slam the table that Forrester needs to make the team at this point. No, I'm not. It's still early, but I, I don't see it yet. And why rush him when you don't have to, we're not going for anything this year. See, I totally agree with that. And, uh, you know, not having him on the opening night roster is not a huge, uh, a huge deal because yeah, they called him up last year and he did well. And Forrester is a guy that, you know, I've, I've kind of liked for a while. Did I expect him to, score three uh, highlight real goals and seven points in eight games upon being called up. No, I didn't expect that. Um, he's 21 years old, uh, 6'2", 194, first-round pick in 2020. It's, it's time for him to start getting games with the Flyers, but is it the end of the world if he doesn't make the roster out of camp, especially with some of the bottom six depth and the, the depth that right in the – uh, on the right side that the Flyers have. No, uh, there's no reason to force him in. If he doesn't have a great camp, make him earn it and see what you have left in uh, like a Wade Allison type guy, you know, let him, uh, can he keep his spot on the team and let Forrester figure it out in Lehigh the same way they did with uh, Cam York last year. That worked out pretty, pretty good. Right. Yeah. Um, this is a season where somebody really needs to be knocking on the door. Where you have to let him in. To start somebody, there's too many question marks for the current squad. Whether you want somebody to get moved, guys they brought in. I think Tortorella had a lot of nice things to, or good things to say about guys like Garnett Hathaway and you know veteran players of that nature. Like if these guys aren't in your long-term plan uh, and you don't know what you have with a guy like Allison, unless somebody's really like, I need to play in the NHL or you're an idiot, you know, see what you have. You know, yeah. see what, what they can work out. And then make a decision on those guys so you can move on. You can have more openings. Uh, God forbid, at the trade deadline, you can move a guy like Hathaway or Paling or whoever um, and you know acquire some assets. Might not be the greatest assets, but this is what you're supposed to do in a rebuild. And those guys will come when they truly earn it, when they can. And you go from there. There's Again, there's no rush. So use this to analyze what you have. Um, otherwise you wind up like Fletcher signing Sanheim to an eight year deal just because, you know, so it'd be, it, there's, it's literally, I can't think of a reason why you need to rush a player like that. And maybe, maybe the, some of the potential got to his head a bit and he needs to be humbled a bit and then he'll come back even stronger. You know, we've seen that happen. We've seen guys who thought they were ready for the show get sent back down. And to me, that's actually a big deal. There's guys who have made it, got sent back down for whatever reason. And the, it, how they respond to that is a very big thing. Vorobiev is a perfect example. He folded like a lawn chair. He did whatever he could in camp to make the team had a one, two good games, three, maybe fell off a cliff. He got sent down and was horrible. And it's like, I don't want a guy with that kind of heart on my team. It's like, Oh, I got sent down. I'm going to kick rocks. Like, what is that? Prove you need to, you know, I'll give you a game or two to sulk, but then come back. Like York kind of did that. York was a little pissy that he didn't make the team or was sent down. I can't remember. But I think it was both, to be honest with you. And then he eventually made his way back up and he played well. That's what I want to see. Like, do what you got to do. You, nothing's guaranteed in this game. You need to prove you need to be, even on a bad team like this, you need to prove that you can be here and play here. Otherwise, it's just more the same. More the same idiots who don't know what they're doing bad talent, bad decision-making, bad everything, and this team's never going to get out of the mud. We're just going to continue to kick our tires. So uh, 
you do whatever you got to do. Focus on the team now. Focus on the players you have here now. If somebody proves they need to be here, then you let them in. It's as simple as that. I love it. I totally agree. I I think I'm over giving guys spots who don't knock the door down. And wow, you see that on Twitter? I, I see it every now and then. Or X. I well, see it all the time. Like, um, you know, like, oh, I don't understand why we have like these veteran guys who suck and they're over the hill and blah, 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 and let's let everybody in. I was like, do you not realize we did that? We did that right. already. We yeah. let everybody in here and it was the worst error in Flyers hockey. Sure. It wasn't the only reason. I'm not stupid, but almost everybody collectively got worse. One of the things I heard about Hacksaw when they first brought him in, so he'd be good with the young kids. We've talked about this before. You know, everybody regressed. Everybody re- collectively regressed. You're mm-hmm. benching Limblom for the coke head. What the hell was his name? I can't, it's been so Lattera. long. Latera, yeah. Like, you know, it's like you're the doing like that. It's like, what is the point of this? This is just, we're, we're not making any ground as an organization. We're just here and here at the bottom. Like, it's stupid. Like, I don't, I don't want to go through that again. I don't want to do that. I don't want to hurt somebody's development. I don't want to hurt somebody's confidence. I don't want to do any of that stuff. Just do what you're supposed to do. Make him earn it. Make him earn it. It shouldn't be that hard to make. How old are half these guys they brought in besides bailing? Like, it should not be a problem. You have all these journeymen, these guys who always pop up on other teams because they're situational players. And usually playoff teams like to add at the deadline, which is what you're a rebuilding team. You add a player like that so you can trade him at the deadline. And let these other, and then if these other guys outplay, then that's good. That's a good thing. Handing them things, we've seen how that's going. Right. That's where entitlement. No more of that. We're done. I love. I love that. I mean, uh, there are some people who call that old school, or you know, that's not today's game. Play the skill guys. Play the young kids. Let them develop. My thing is, if you don't earn it, number one. And number two, you're going out there getting your ass whooped every single night. What are you learning? You're not learning anything. (laughs) How to lose on a nightly basis. And then you become a country club. You you become a loser. You don't know how to win, but you know how to cash your paycheck for losing. Yeah. Uh, No. Again, I I don't understand how any like Flyers fan could still support that after what we went through. I'll admit. I was for that. I thought we our drafting was gold. All they needed an opportunity. That's all they needed to do. Just get them here. Let them play their game. Well, yeah, well, that was wrong. That was clearly wrong. It's more to that. Now, sure, every prospect's different. Let them prove to you that they're different. If they're that good, they'll find their way here eventually. And again, we're also in a different situation. We were trying to win back then, allegedly. Like now we are clearly not trying to win. There is no need to push, push all these young kids forward. You have to play now. We have to start all your ELCs early. We have, no, there's none, there's no reason for any of that. They're here when they earn it. That's it. Set a standard, right? You, if you want to be on this team, you got to make the team. That's what you're supposed to make a team, not be given a spot. Totally agree, man. Uh, I love that mentality. Competition, uh, you know, I think breeds success because you actually have the best player making the team. So, and that, and that's what you want. If if you can't beat out Nick Deloria, if you can't beat out Garnet Hathaway, uh, Ryan, uh, how do you say his name? Jack Paling. It, it's Ryan spelled Paling. polling, but apparently it's Paling. I keep wanting to say polling. If you can't beat these guys Sean out, Walker. it's Sean Walker. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't beat these guys out. Go, go learn, go, go play with the phantoms, you know, 
do something different. Find a way to make the team, you know? So I, I love that you said those three words because that's something uh, I when I played in college, that's what our coach would say, find a way. And it's kind of stuck with me through life. You know, you're never you're never the the most talented, the fastest, the quickest, the smartest, yada yada, but you're gritty. Find a way. And these kids have the skill. Now they need the mindset. Uh, if you have the skill with the mindset, you're unstoppable. And I hope that's what Torts is teaching them. Um, you know, find a way to make the team. Beat these guys out if you want to be here. Um, and for Forster, as much as I like him, I don't want anything given to him. Earn your spot. You know, if you're coming into camp, you're not ready. You don't look like you had a good summer. Go play with the Phantoms, dude. Who said you had a spot? You know, I'm, I'm just saying, man. This is a first round pick who everybody's liked, loved, myself included. Looked what good in the NHL for its, you know periods, and then you see him in a situation in a rookie's game where he's getting the open looks. Does not bury one. I'm not saying it's concerning. All I'm saying is. Yeah, I'm not exactly pounding the table to make him make the opening night roster. I'm not even saying he can't play with the team this year. I'm just saying there's no reason he has to play opening night unless he's ready. Totally. Uh, don't show favoritism because of something he did last year. What have you done for me lately? Should, that is this league. <laughs> Come on. like yeah. you, you can play. Allison is a perfect example of this. He was great. And what was that? Two, three years ago at this point? Comes yeah. back next year. He's like the one big disappointment. It's like, wow. You know, like, yeah, you need to not only prove you can get here the next, you're not done. Once you get here, you need to prove that you can stay here. Now consistency is key as well. So you don't just get here for the sake of getting here. Then you're gonna have a frost situation where you're up and down for three freaking years before you actually stick, you know, and then you're holding out in training camp. Now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's, and again, had a pretty rough game. So, you know, it's, Look, I don't think like we're overreacting or anything like that. It's very, very early. We're just working with what we've seen and what we've had. And at the end of the day, we're in a situation where it, none of it matters. Like, just let whoever you have, I guess, rise <laughs> to start the season. Yeah. And then it just started the opening night roster, especially the lines, are vastly different by midseason. Vastly. It's unbelievably different. So just let it happen naturally organically there's no need to rush anything and i'm just repeating myself at this point but but i do want to drill that point home like there, there is zero reason for this there's no rush there's no fire we're not doing anything but trying to get a top pick so the only team you need to beat the teams you need to beat this year is anybody in your division and the florida panthers nothing else you can lose to everybody else as long as it's close and competitive that's it what do you got against the florida panthers we have their first round pick <laughs> All right, good call. Dude, you're on fire tonight. Um, <laughs> to quote the great Randy Savage, the cream rises to the top, you know, oh. and you got to do it. If not, you know, maybe next year or whatever. <laughs> Excuse me. So speaking of the cream, uh, Travis Sanheim, Jack, I wanted to talk about this or touch <laughs> on this. <laughs> cream to the top or cream puff? <laughs> I didn't say it, Scott. All right, it wasn't me. <laughs> God forbid. Oh, I almost forgot about this. Oh, my God. I did want to touch on that. So I forget who shared the clip, uh, but it was of Travis Sanheim. And I only saw the clip. Okay. I didn't see how he would looked in camp. As I said, my, I've had some personal things going on. My coverage hasn't been as good as I would have liked. I didn't get down to uh, Voorhees for any of the, the camps or, or the days for camp and whatnot. Um, so I only saw this video clip and I think it was Jordan Hall who shared it. And it was meant to be, a clip showing Sean Couturier 
and how he stripped uh, a player with the puck. The player with the puck happened to be Travis Sanheim. And as you guys know, if you've listened to the show in the past, you know, uh, I'm not his biggest advocate. And for my own reasons, you guys already know what those are. I'm not going to, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not going to bash Sanheim, but in the video clip, it, it looked like he was being uh, hesitant with the puck in the offensive zone. It looked like a two on two rush or maybe one on two. And, you know, Sanheim crosses the blue line and he looks backwards to see if there's anybody coming. And yeah, there was, it was Sean Couturier coming and, <laughs> you know, he strips the puck. The puck ends up going into the corner. Sanheim maintains possession, but to me, it looked like he was being indecisive, yada, yada. I want to see a confident hockey player make a move with the puck. Where are you going to go? You know, don't be indecisive. Well, uh, it's, you know, some people didn't like that. Some people are fans of Sandheim. Some people agreed, you know, and that's fair. You're going to get that. I guess a day or two later, uh, forgive me, I forget who shared the second video clip, but it was of Sandheim going bar down in camp. It was a nice shot. You know, nothing crazy. It was just a clip of Sandheim scoring a goal in camp. Well, Scott Lawton, I guess, uh, saw my prior tweet about Sandheim, the negative one. Uh, oh, there we go. Zach, uh, Steffel, our good buddy Zach. It was Mayor Media who posted the video. Thank you. And so Scott Lawton decides to tag me underneath of this video of Travis Sandheim going bar down in camp. And... Immediately, I knew why he did that. At first, I see an account, Scott Lawton, tweets my Twitter handle. And I'm like, well, this is a burner, right? Like, what what the hell is this? So I click it, and I obviously, I check the account, and it's the Scott Lawton. I'm like, oh, shit. They, they have to know, right? Like, they have to be watching Twitter for stuff, obviously, to know that. So I'm like, well, this is going to be a little awkward. Because I got the hint, like, hey, you're going to call him out on Twitter for doing something negative. Here's something positive. What are you going to say now? Right? I got it. I understood, Scott. Um, point taken. I get it. What do you think of that situation? <laughs> Dude, I, and I loved it because it, instantly I had to share it to the group. I'm like, can you guys believe this? Like, this is Scott Lawton calling me out and – you guys were awesome because that night, I think it was maybe Sunday night, I needed that laugh, man. And you guys were cracking me up with some of the comments you were saying over there, busting my balls, um, you know, kind of kind of taking Scott uh, Lawton's side and whatnot. It was cracking me up. Um, but you guys made it fun. So thank you. And everybody on Twitter who saw that, I was cracking up that night. I needed a laugh. So, um, yeah, Jack, any any comments or thoughts on, on that uh, situation? I thought it was a burner too. I couldn't believe it. Like I was yeah. like, oh, God, he called that no, but usually when they do that, there's like several names. It was just your name. He just Jim Ike HW. And <laughs> I love that it was a practice goal. It was Carter Hart, but still it was like 
you're in practice. You know, sometimes goalies aren't even trying. They're just like, okay, they're going through a drill here. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, man, it looked like he was, you know, Macar. It's like, good, come on. Okay. Is this, but either way, you getting called out was he just, he, I'm sorry, but he flat out slam dunked your head. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I mean, hey, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You know, it's yeah, no. like, okay, whatever. <laughs> but I like, got a good laugh, man. I was like, holy I'm shit. I can't believe this. Anaheim haters out there, but you apparently are leading the charge. It kind of reminded me of the bags. Like we were some of the first, I'm not saying we were the first, but we were some of the first people to start the whole bag icon thing. You know, yeah. like I, I remember doing that at like at 8 a.m. that day. And by work was over, it was like a phenomenon. I'm like, yeah. what happened while I was at work? You know, and we were definitely were not the first. It reminded me of that. It was like, Jesus, you got Scott Hart or Scott Lawton calling you out. What did you do? Like, I mean, you this like, do you go to the rink since like, Boo hit Sanheim or something like that? I mean, a part of me thinks the whole um it had to have started with the Trey Turner, you know, the fans clapping. Like, we should do that for Sanheim. Yeah, you know, I'm some I bet you somebody caught one of that because that's like it's rough. I don't even think I mean I'm being serious and You're people can tunnel big. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, so that's the thing. People can take that however they want. Cause I'm like, Hey, maybe we, uh, it worked for Trey Turner who was actually good at one point in his career and was going through a season long slump. It worked for him. He's still on fire, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, he had a little, the whole team's pretty much on fire right now. They can clinch tonight, by the way. Oh, wow. uh, Let me check the score. Um, but uh, yeah, he's offensively he's on fire. He did have a defensive gaffe, but then again he'll come back with another good defensive play. So, um, oh, Mean Metal Mike, this is the first time I've seen Mean Metal Mike chime in here. So welcome to the show, Mean Metal Mike. Triple M, bottom of the six, up one nothing against uh, against Pittsburgh. There in, you go. Uh, no, I'm sorry, they're home. Um, so yeah, so hey, hey yo. So Mean Mike comments, will the Phillies win and clinch tonight? Go Phillies and ready for Flyers hockey. As ready as we're going to be, I guess. I'm, I'm, dro- I'm dropping pipe bombs after a preseason loss. <laughs> what does that tell you? Dude, I, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Like Doing this show, hanging out, I, I needed this as a little bit of a distraction. Uh, I appreciate everybody in the comments. And Jack, I'm, I just got to tell you, this has just been this has been great the last hour. Just Get my mind off things, yada, yada. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess I'm ready for Flyers hockey. I wish I was more ready, which I, I'll get there at some point. You know, I'll get back. Oh, also go birds. Let's sneak that in. Three and no birds. Uh, should I tell them, Jack, what you yeah. are? All right. Go birds. <laughs> I'll leave that off then. Yeah, go birds. Um, what is this? Good times feelings hour. <laughs> and we're over here like oh life is beautiful see this is what i need yeah you guys are making this uh you guys are making this fun uh mean metal mike hurts was sick with the flu during during the game he's the best quarterback in the nfc i agree uh what do you think jack you think Dak prescott uh, can give him a run or hurts is undisputed I think when Dallas ultimately falls off the tracks, it'll be because of Prescott and McCarthy. I think those two are dumb and dumber. I think that's that's fair enough. Uh, I was actually a Prescott. I don't want to say fan, but I liked him. And he just uh, – I don't want to call him a mental midget either, but he's having trouble getting past a certain, 
certain point in his career. He's plateaued. He's, plateaued. he's not going to go. He'll never be in that elite tier. He's barely in the like the above average tier. I mean, and McCarthy lived his entire career off of Rogers. So like, let's be real here. Like I, I don't know why he still has a job. Uh, that team is their defense. That team is Michael Par- Michael Parsons. Like, let's be real. Um, speaking of three and O's, Jack, are are you now three and O in the elite league? No, but I have a chain. I did lose because oh, you did. I thought I could have swore I saw your three and O. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I wish unless there was some kind of massive stat correction. <laughs> but uh, if I started a chain, I would have won. But who the who started a chain? Like, let's be real. But I, I did draft him in a rookie draft in a keeper league. So give me credit for that. He'll be starting next week. And uh, yeah, he's going to be scoring 100 points soon in that friggin' offense. Yeah, he's the next Tyree Kill, just at the running back position, baby. Let's go. He's on the perfect offense for his skill set. I've been tired lo- of Aaron Nola for quite a while. <laughs> for, not- for, the, for the listeners, real quick. So Triple M, me, Metal Mike, are you tired of Aaron Nola? I like that he's chiming in with these other sports A-Ron. questions. I'm That's not mad about it. Aaron Nola. Uh, and yes. I um I was irritated with him with his contract, like what he thinks he's actually worth. And seeing you know, he's probably tired from the long poster season run last season, but it's not like he was stellar then either. And he's been so hit or miss. When I look back at why this team probably didn't win the, the uh this World Series, he'll probably be one of the reasons. Okay. Or even advance to the World Series. They still gotta get buy some juggernauts. And I have so much more confidence in Wheeler than I do Nola. It's not even funny. Was Nola on a St. Louis radio station a couple weeks back when they played the Cardinals? Did he go on a St. Louis radio station? I thought I heard that. Uh, he could. I don't know. He could have. And that's the team he's rumored to be potentially going to in the offseason. I, I just didn't think that that was that common. Um, we have another comment from Triple M. Carter Hart won't stay for the rebuild. I don't know what his problem is with the city, with the city but he wants to win. Um, so I, I don't know. I haven't heard anything about that. But it got me canceled, Jim. See, we'll we'll see. From what we heard, he's a weird dude. He's a weird guy. You know, so we'll see how weird. That's what we're gonna have to find out. Hopefully, yeah. he's not weird enough where he's not tradable. If that's the case, uh, I can't stand when I see this stuff. I get it to a degree, but the player's got to be held accountable. You're the freaking goalie. Look at Jake Vorchak. Like he goes on, I forget what radio station. Oh, we never got the help. Well, yeah, that's true. But when you eventually did, you weren't as nearly good as you should have been and the money you were making and you have the talent. It was the effort. So that's the kind of stuff that irks me. They can cry all they want. They have no problem cashing their checks. So it, it, you know, you could stay here and win like look at Gibson and Anaheim. You think he wants to win? Jeez. He's been a lot around there a lot longer than Hart's been here. And Hart has had some, look, there's nobody who's defended Carter Hart more than I have, but let's be real. He's had some games where he is flat out, I don't even know how to describe it. His angles have been so off. He's breaking sticks over the top of the crossbar. It's nothing to do with his ass defense. It's been him. There's been so many goals where he just needed to make the save that it makes it hard for guys like me to defend him. I've had to do that a lot because he ultimately he is a good goalie and he'll be a good goalie. But to be like, oh, I want out of here. I want to win. I'm like, well, good luck, pal, because you're part of the problem. <laughs> you ain't there yet. You might get there one day, but you ain't there yet. So you got some balls. And stop putting yourself in silly situations. Put your stupid guitar down and play hockey. Put your stupid guitar down. I love it. Um, all right, let's get to a couple more comments uh, here, Jack. And what do you think? Should we wrap up? We got a uh, little bit of trivia for you, but yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's get to a couple comments. Let's get to some trivia. So uh, Triple M, he wants to everyone to know real quick. He's on the autism spectrum. Uh, me, Metal Mike, 
Thanks for taking the time to hang out with us. It's a pleasure having you join the group. Uh, great questions, by the way. Keep them coming. Yeah, that's And true. last question before we get to our trivia. Michkov was the right move at the draft. Remember, he's a generational talent that people skipped on. I thought he was a very bold. I thought it was very bold to go for him. And yes, I think he'll play with the Flyers. Outstanding. Yeah, I think so too. What do you think about that, Jack? I mean, we love we love Michkov. Oh, dude! If he never comes over, it was still the right pick. I'm sorry. Yeah, I totally agree. The uh, this is what you go for, and they weren't in position to get a Bedard because of Fletcher, essentially. Um, so you were handed a gift. You take that gift. If he never comes over, whatever. I mean, I'll hate it. I'll be upset, but I would never have not made this pick. Right. Totally agree. He's the pick. Um, all right, Jack. Let's get to our trivia. What do we got? Well, as you said, I moved in and I found like a hundred thousand different memorabilia, random things along the way. I found these 1997, but it was for the 98 season. And I'll tell you why in a bit. <clears throat> They're basically these little really middle 90 fathead things that you think you get from McDonald's. I couldn't tell you where I got them from. I'm going to hold up the face. You're going to tell me who it is. I got three flyers from the 97, 98 season, and I have three other random players. See if you can name who they are. So we'll start off easy here. Okay. Here's the first one. Yeah. Leclerc. Johnny Leclerc. That's correct. Yeah. How cool are these things, by the way? Right there, Leclerc. So I'm going to have to look these up and see where you got them. Cause I feel like the giveaways that we had when we were kids are so much better than the ones they have today. Right. I love these things, man. I had them at my bedside. Who's this? Oh my God. Who is that one? Hang on. Oh, Wait, did, did, did we look at this one earlier? No. This is not the Mayo then. Damn, who is this? Wait. It was 97, 98-ish. Uh, is it defense? Yes, it is. I'm going to go Paul Coffey. Oh, great guess. Wait, wait, wait. Desjardins. Eric Desjardins. Uh, why did I say Paul Let's Coffey? see the black bear. There you go. Yeah, look at that. That's sweet. This man. is the other one you saw earlier, so this is a little cheating here. But you remember, this is how I know it wasn't the 96-97 season because we traded Renberg for this bad boy. See, all I got to see is the hair. Yeah, I know. The, 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 the parted blonde hair, that's Chris Gratton for sure. Number 55 at the time. What number did he change to his second season with the Flyers? Oh, that is a good question. It was definitely lower. Do you remember? Yep, and it was higher. Oh, my God. I don't, I don't know then. 77. 77. That's yeah, a good I guess once Paul Coffey left, he took it. So, huh. all right, we're gonna go three random teams now. I'll give you the one you got earlier. Also, was on our podcast. Look at this with the Calgary Flames. The one, Theo Fleur- Theron Flurry. Theron Flurry. I love Theo. If you guys haven't listened to that episode, I recommend going back and looking that one up. It's a yeah, fun he guy. Was, he was hilarious. Yeah. Look at this bad boy right here. Now, there's a name you're gonna say. That I wish it was. That I wish it was. All right, but so it's, it's not Pot Van then. Is it? I thought you were gonna say Curtis Joseph. Well, it was either uh, so it was either I was gonna say it him. Is Pot Van. Oh my god. At Pot Van, look at you. Well, the crazy thing is my next guest was gonna be Belfour. Didn't he play for the Leafs for a little bit? But it didn't, uh, didn't look like him. When, but when they were like really good, I Belfort's been all over the freaking place, man. Yeah. But like when they got when they got Cujo, I'm pretty sure that's when they were like. Mm-hmm. I think that's when we when Bronick scored and no, that was Belfort too. That's when the Flyers were fun, man. That was I think Bel I think Cujo was like 98, 99 ish. Okay. Yeah. So, last one. If you get this one, you win. 
Uh, what jersey is this? The Florida Panthers? Florida Panthers jersey. This guy's played for a lot of teams, but he's good, man. It's, it's, good luck. I'm going to go Ed Jovanovsky. Great guess, but no, this this man's a forward. Uh, I don't think it's Pavel Bure. Nope. That's a good guess, too. All right. He um, had like, uh, lighter hair. How about, give me a hint. Like, what kind of season? What was his best season? Would you know off the top of your head? It was pretty good. What I can think of is I'll, I'd have to look that up, but I'll name some teams. TFC Yager. He's played for the Whalers. He's played for uh, He's played for Tampa. Actually, there's a player that played for Tampa that has a very similar name to him that currently plays. I can't remember if he's still with Tampa, though. I don't think so. He's currently 63 years old. He's played for the Stars. Um, oh, my God. Newendike? <laughs> Good guess. He never Joe played for. He never no. played for Florida, did he? Uh, I don't. I don't think so. I think you're doing an Ed Jovanowski thing there. So he's played for the Minnesota <laughs> North Star, the Capitals, the Red Wings, Tampa, and Florida. I thought he also played for the Whalers. Maybe he's not on this list because they're they're a. Uh... Is he a Hall of Famer? He was inducted in 2010. Look at man. Who the hell was good on the Panthers? I almost said Bondra, but he never played for the Panthers. I remember him with a um, – he did play for the Whalers. I don't know why that wasn't wasn't on there. Put that uh, thing back up. Maybe one of the guys in the chat. It looks like TF's taking a couple swings here. Be my guess. Remember, Florida Panthers, think late 90s, like 97, 98-ish. Who is this frigging guy? Didn't the Flyers play them in the playoffs a year or two? I don't – if they did, it would have been 96 and they would have lost. But that's the year that Van Viesbroek was the goalie. They went to the Cup and lost to the Avalanche. That was like 95, 96. Is this a popular player? Because for some reason, I want to say, do you remember Joseph Stumple? <laughs> Definitely it's not. not. It's not him, but I, I don't He's know. Hall famer, but like, um, I don't know how. So he played for the North Stars throughout the entire 80s. Seriously, 81, 80, 81 to 88, 89. Then he played for the Capitals for the first half of the 90s, the Red Wings for a majority, and then the Lightning. And he finished his career with the Panthers. He retired in uh, – 99 with the Panthers. So his, his best years were not with the Panther, Panthers. Oh, Did he become a coach or anything? So this would actually have to be 97, 98. I don't know. But his best seasons that I can see, he had a couple of – uh, okay, so it would have been 80, 81, 82 with the Minnesota North Stars. He had 55 goals and 51 assists for 106 points. Uh, his best season closer to when you would have seen him in 96, 97 with the Lightning. He had 35 goals, 25 assists. 60 points in 77 games. Um, so can you name it? Dan Lightly got it. Wow. Dino Cicerelli. Wow. That was a good one. You'd have to be an old head to know that one, though. I mean, looking at his stats, I'm like, geez, he's a lot older than I realized. That was a good one. Good that you saved that one for last because that one was pretty tough. Well, that was for all the marbles right there. Cicerelli. Should have yeah. known my paisan. I don't know if I'd have gotten that one. Jesus. That was fun. I'm trying to see if I have his card anywhere. It's funny that uh, Bill Meltzer put on early one of the most underrated uh, flyers, Murray Craven. Well, you know, I have his freaking card in here. You can you tell. Gotta... Jack is... has an entire box of Eric Lindros rookie cards. Yeah, that was pretty cool to find. Yeah, that's that's sick. Pristine condition. This is 88-89, so this probably came out in 1990, this card. He was a trade, right? He was acquired in a trade. Is that correct? From Detroit. It, I guess it would have been 83, 84, or 80, 45. I don't know what the trade was, but I'm pretty sure he was acquired in a trade. 
Yeah, free agency wasn't as huge back then in the 80s. Man, there's some players here, man. This is bringing bring me back. Jesus. So you mentioned earlier, Jack just moved, and now he's having all, all kinds of fun going through the old uh, cards and memorabilia and whatnot. That's the best. Dude, I got a card here. Greatest Flyers never was of all time. This guy was pretty decent everywhere but f- the Flyers, and that would be Sean Burke. I remember Sean Burke. Yep. He played for the Devils, the Whalers, the Hurricanes, the Canucks, the Flyers. On the back, he's actually got a Flyers jersey on, but clearly here he's in it's his Coyotes with the Phoenix Coyotes at the time. Wow, I didn't even I didn't realize the uh, Coyotes were around for that long. Oh, I had a card behind it. I must have put them together at the time when they played. The a Flyer. No, that's Sean Burke again giving up a goal. <laughs> I'm sure that puck went in. Zach chimes in. That's the only good part about moving, going through all the old stuff, I guess. You ain't kidding, man. Some of these guys are, oh my God, they're so old. <laughs> that was cool. I would love to know where you got those little uh, figures from. They were neat. Yeah, too. I looked at the bottom, right? And it just says China. <laughs> Not much has changed, I guess. Did you know Michael Remberg was the captain of Tampa I, when he was there? I did not. I didn't either. Wow. Jeez, there's some old ones in here, man. Christ. I wonder I wonder if you could dig any up and we could do this again like next week. Like, hey, did you know Renberg was the captain of yada yada? <laughs> well, that's what I'm trying to look for. Some like you remember this absolutely random guy. Mm-hmm. But that uh Cicerelli one was real good. Great guess by uh Dan. Here you go. We brought this guy up before. Too bad we're not giving away any prizes. Well, that's because I was asking you. <laughs> oh, that's a bad example. Never mind. Wouldn't have given it to him anyways. Oh, you know who I found in here? So everybody loves Paul Pavel Burry, right? Yeah. Remember his brother? Yeah, Valerie Burry. Boom. Yep. Wow. Got some nice stats. Yeah, he was a decent little player. I remember Never. he won. I remember he won. He scored a hat trick in the um, All Star game, and he was like All Star MVP. And I remember being a little kid. My cousin was just born, and I was watching the All Star game. I'm like, oh, he's gonna be like great. And that was probably the last I heard of him. <laughs> Speaking of, of brothers in the league, do you remember the Belarusian players for that played for Montreal? Man, the names are escaping me now. It was like Andre. They ended up being connected to the Russian mafia somehow. That that part sounds familiar, but I'm trying to think of brothers. Maybe somebody in the comments can remember because that was pretty wild. It was like Andre. Oh, Kostitsin, I think. That that name sounds familiar. I just don't remember the, the brothers. Kostitsin brothers. It was Andre Kostitsin and Sergei Kostitsin. They good? Uh, they were okay. One of them was okay. Well, here's one for you. Before, before starring in Ace Ventura... Jim Carrey was the goaltender for the Washington Capitals. And I remember him. The Boston Bruins. Speaking of Jim Carrey, I'm sure you've seen it, but underrated or rated just right? Me, myself, and Irene. Yeah, I love that movie. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's funny, right? I think it's yeah. underrated a little bit. Oh, my God. Every time one of my friends has a kid and they look slightly dark at the time, <laughs> I'm always like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Your kid has a year-round tan. Uh, his grandmother is half Italian. 
some kid needs dicks. This kid's got a bigger dick than these here sausages. Dude, I was watching that the other day. Such a good movie. A lot of good one-liners in that. Oh my god. Uh, all right. And I'm I'm getting a little stuffy, so I think I'm gonna need my uh my nasal my nasal patch. Trinklat. I was supposed to uh somebody said to get yeah. him on. Look at that. Yeah, he yep. better give us one of those if he's coming on. Yep, yep. It's the number one thing he was known for, man. Nothing else. <laughs> he was uh one of the first players I remember watching. When was he with the team? Late nineties. Okay. Uh, speaking of former team, or I guess he's no longer with the team. Well, he they they on Christmas or New Year's Eve they smoked the uh, Canucks like nine to one, and he was the guy. He scored the first goal. And back then, nine to one was like pretty rare, you know. Yeah. And it was like I still remember that. I still remember the nasal patch and everything. But uh, this guy was with the team for the longest time. Can you read that name? Shell Samuelson. He was just let go this past exactly. offseason. Exactly. Look at that. Look at this. Flyer, Rangers and Flyers and Penguins. He's mm-hmm. Six foot, six foot six. Jeez. His daughter Allie does a great job with the Flyers PR. One of my favorite people. Man, there's some look just gotta be like a real like do you remember this guy in here? I don't know. His son plays for the Buffalo Sabres. Matthias Samuelson. He just signed a long term deal this year. All right, tell me the truth, Jim. You think this card's worth any money? I had didn't protect it well because I didn't know any better. Victory prospects is uh oh Roberto Luongo. Yeah, I would say it probably could be. He's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I didn't take care of the card at all, though, because I didn't know. Somebody will buy it. Somebody. Somebody. Not me, though. Well. Well, we could get the card stuff going back again. Well, I guess Flyer season's well, kicking What's crazy, I just saw, like, a Patrick Marlowe card. He's all young and shit. <laughs> he still like, plays. Yeah, I'm sure he does. Oh, I got a whole prospect list. Let's see if any of these guys panned out. I won't show them to you. I'll just read them off. All right. All right. Flyers, NHL prospects. Mark Eaton. Ooh. Uh, I got the Atlanta Thrasters. Sergey Vizcheki. Nope. I'm just going to say nope. Uh, here's one. Here's funny. Sergey Varlamov, but it's not a goalie. <laughs> it's not a goalie. Wow. I know. You think Varlamov. How about Brad Ferentz? I believe he was. With Boston for I mean, no, it's Andrew. Mm-hmm. Never. Oh yeah, Adam Mayer. Geez, not one. Here's a goalie for the Islanders, Stephen Valquit. Wow, Valquette, I can't... yeah, I remember him. Do you really? Yeah. Shit, I have no idea who that is. Uh, yeah, so I'm gonna have to say all those are misses. So Mario Mew and a Mike Madonna in here, but they're not rookies, so. You know why I was extra happy about Mike Babcock because of the whole. Mike Madano situation. He oh. was like one game short of like fifteen hundred or something like that. Yeah, he wasn't. Yeah, yep, he wasn't. St- he wasn't playing. I mean, he only went there because he. Yeah, I remember. He was an asshole. He really was. I mean, you get what you get. I don't want to open up that whole can of worms again, but you get what you get. That's that's that. It's the one uh, big miss for uh, the GM there because he's done so much with so little, and that one was like, I don't know what he was. I, I, I can try to sell it, but at the end of the day, it's it's like that it was Babcock, and it's like, yeah, I can't get yeah. hit. Sure. So they again, just hired Mark Recchi. Did they really? As an, as an assistant coach, yeah. What he already was an assistant, wasn't he? An assistant with the Penguins, and he got canned. 
He's been like all over the Metro. He was with the Hurricanes for a bit. He was with the Penguins. I think he was with New Jersey. Their power play sucked with him or something. Um, yeah, he was he was pretty rough. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like one of those things where you asked about Ash earlier. It's like, I have no idea if this guy knows what he's doing. <laughs> you know, like Gresky. Remember him with the Phoenix at the time? You know, no. head coach of Phoenix. It's oh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Guys, like they just, I don't understand why all you guys can't just score hat tricks. Like, right. It was, it's easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. What's your yeah. Oh, shit. This is nothing, though. Like, my dad just keeps bringing stuff over, keep finding stuff. I got like a young Mike Fisher. I'm like, he's retired now. This is ridiculous. There's a Dave Tippett in here. Didn't he used to date a. I think they're married. They're so oh, married. married. What's her face? A singer. Underwood. I was going to yeah, say Taylor yeah, Swift. No, uh, Carrie Underwood. Carrie. Carrie. Yeah. She yeah, was I'll up on my music. So. Igor Larianoff. Remember him? Sure do. All right. I think I'm running, I think I'm running out of good ones here. I'm now I'm just. <laughs> All right. Scott Gomez. He beat out a uh, Gagne for the, uh, um, for the uh, rookie of the year. I never forgave him for it. Scott Gomez, yeah. And then, then when he signed in Montreal and went a whole year without scoring a goal, I was not—I didn't feel sad for him at all. He had some good years in New Jersey, but I never thought he was as good as maybe he was kind was of Gagne? made out. <laughs> yeah, let me let me look up. He definitely had the better career. Yeah, he was, good, he was good in New Jersey. He was okay with the Rangers, and he was terrible with Montreal. I don't know where else he played. He had a couple eighty-point seasons. Uh, he played with Michael Nylander. Got the dad. Wait a second here. Was there was a strike in 0405? I guess yeah, right. Yeah, we missed the whole season. So he scored seventy points in 0304, and eighty four points in 0506. And during the strike year in 0405, he only scored eighty six points in sixty one games in the ECH in the ECHL. Yeah. Well, I guess maybe. Not they even NH- maybe they were NHL players playing in the league that year. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think guys played all over during that. Mm-hmm. Odd. Only scored over 20 goals one time. So he was somewhat like a Voracek-ish type player, I guess. Lots of assists, not very many goals. Scott Gomez, 43 years old. I think he's with New Jersey in some capacity from Anchorage, Alaska. He fell off an absolute cliff. Yeah. But we're an hour and 25 in. I think we, uh, should we wrap this one up? Save some for next week, Jack? Yeah, I think I'm starting to ramble. <laughs> All right. I got to go run and eat dinner too. So, uh, everyone, it was a pleasure hanging out. Um, kind of really needed this time to hang out with you guys. And, uh, and I appreciate it. Uh, Jack is always a pleasure doing the show. Hopefully, we have better news to talk about next week as far with the Flyers. Uh, preseason game tomorrow night. I believe it'll be on 97.5. Um, I didn't see a stream or somehow Comcast owns two stations and it's not on TV. So um, if we come across a link for the game, I'm sure somebody will share it on Twitter. But uh, yeah, if, if you're in the area and you don't feel like looking for a link or a stream, uh, it's on 97.5. So we'll be talking more Flyers camp and preseason, I'm sure, next week. Sure, I'm sure there'll be some cuts between now and then. It's been a pleasure hanging out with you guys. We'll talk next week. Bye-bye. Cross up.